Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and it's Sunday night, week 11. So hey, let's talk about some games today, Jeff. And you know what? We, I don't, do we even really we don't have to talk about the whole NFL? We can just talk about me tonight, right? In my team, how good I'm doing, all my right calls. How about that? Sound good? <laughs> you did have a good week. I'll give you that. It's, I mean, I, I could bring up my team in our main league, which is just throwing up points like crazy this week. I could bring up the fact that, I don't know, Julio Jones looks like he's really, really good, yet some reason he scored another touchdown, Jeff. Not even one of my guys. Telling you, Julio, he's the man. <laughs> you don't you, you don't believe yeah, he is he's, he's great he is the man i well, told you he's gonna we'll be better see. he's gonna end up better than he's gonna end up better than beckham brown hopkins to end the year and so far so good so i'm gonna have to find that clip from the other day and make sure i keep it so i can play it back after the season and how about this one I, we'll, this is actually we'll one see. Of, <laughs> this is like my favorite one uh gus edwards looks like he's now the main back in baltimore i told you Yes, I knew the, this would happen at some the point. Undra- could- the undrafted young man from Rutgers. <laughs> That's all it took. I told you. It, Alex Collins was going to get upstaged by somebody at some point. Finally happened. It would have happened earlier yeah, and, if Kenneth Dixon didn't get hurt. Yeah, and in a game as well that, that Collins actually found the end zone. So, I mean, Yeah, this one took me by surprise. Was- yeah, he's obviously going to be a, a huge waiver ad because, you know, how many more opportunities are you going to get at a, a starting player? Um, but we'll find out. It's going to be a very interesting one to to watch for. That backfield has been yep. in flux all year. This is just one <laughs> one more thing to watch. Random. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about some of the top guys of the day. So running back-wise, standard scoring, Saquon Barkley led the way. 142 rushing yards, two touchdowns, caught two for 10 in a touchdown. This guy is ridiculously good. I mean, I don't even know if, when we were hyping him up to begin the year. Like everyone was putting him, you know, fifth, sixth in the rankings, which is crazy for a rookie. I don't even think we expected him to be this good. And Barkley, this time, what, 33.2 points. He's been double digits actually in every single game this season, which is, I didn't expect that much from him. I, I expected a lot, but did you expect that much? I mean, this is almost over our expectations, I would say. Oh, without a doubt for me. I mean, I, I thought he was going to be good, but I really didn't think New York, you know, their their line was going to be able to help him produce this way. I, I think that, I mean, today was freaking phenomenal on the ground, right? 27 carries for 142 and two touchdowns. But what really jumps off the page when you go back and look at all his numbers is the fact how well he did through the air. Um, just his pass catching ability. I know everyone talked about it coming out of the draft. But, you know, you look at his numbers that way, and it is it really is mind-blowing to see how good he is out of the backfield catching the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just can't take him out of the equation because he's too good both running and catching. Uh, but, yeah, he's, uh, Tampa Bay is not exactly a great defense, yeah. so I, I thought he was going to do well today. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take away from everything else he, he's done. It, he has been phenomenal. Well, and the next guy on the list, which – I can bring up pass catching ability, which was never something you say with Ezekiel Elliott, but 122 rushing yards and a touchdown, then seven for 79 receiving this week. 
you don't typically think of him this way, but he had six catches last week. He's starting to catch the ball a little bit here. He had uh, let's yeah six for six for thirty six last week, four for fifty one the week before, and now seven for seven this week. That's pretty impressive from a guy you don't really expect to see that from. So if Zeke adds that to the running ability, man, watch out! It's going to be a tough season for the people that yeah, go he, against. Yeah, he's another <laughs> one. I mean, really, there's no. Yeah, there's no back in the league that can be, um, you know, as effective as these other guys if if they're not in the passing game. Because, I mean, you saw it. I mean, really, it, it started obviously a, a, a long time ago. But David Johnson is a, a prime candidate as well a couple of years ago when he really blew up. Um, but Zeke, Saquon, um, and then obviously when Bell was – I mean, you're just starting to see every single one of these guys has to be a, a dual threat in order to keep them in the game – and I think the the other guy that you can look at, I mean, he's still a very good player. But if you look at Leonard Fournette, who was healthy and, and got to play, but he's definitely not pass catching back. And he is limited in that role, so you know exactly what's going to happen. So it took him 28 carries to get 95 yards on a touchdown when you can have Philip Lindsay, number three, only get 11 touches out of the backfield, and then he catches the ball for a bunch, right? So... I mean, it's just a different world for running backs this year. Yeah, Fournette though, like Fournette, he's going to be fine every week because I mean, who else gets 20, 28 carries? I mean, he it's just he's going to keep getting carries and keep getting carries and keep getting carries. So even if his yards per carry is low, it's not going to really matter. The guy's going to get plenty of work, so he's going to be up there every time. Which is, I mean, they they lost the game again, which they should have won. But uh, that the offense is bad for Fournette. But I think. Just volume alone, he'll be fine. But he's this is probably I mean, twenty points is not <laughs> nothing nothing bad. It's just Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of carries no. to get a few yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean he did really well, but you know he's gonna get I mean he has to get at least twenty carries, right? And and if you have Saquon for a you know, he's a perfect example where you know, there's a lot of games where he gets, you know, more like 13 carries and he still produces the types of numbers that you would want. And I think that is the huge difference between it. It doesn't, the game flow does not dictate whether or not that running back can score compared to someone like Fournette. Then, yeah, I, I feel bad for people, honestly, that have to go against people that have Saquon and Zeke on their team. It's going to be tough, <laughs> right? Have a... <laughs> it would be difficult. And then uh, Philip Lindsay, you know, good week for him. Only 11 carries, but turned it into 79 yards and two touchdowns, which gave him a pretty good day. Four for 27 receiving, so solid for him. You know, he's just been he's been a really good find. Undrafted, looks you know, keeps doing well. He's not going to. This is his best game actually on the year now. First time he's ran two times in in the end. Royce Freeman even got one, which Denver somehow pulled off that win. But man, Lindsay just keeps being solid out there. Then Ingram, next on the list, 16 for 103 and two touchdowns. Really? I mean, Ingram is the interesting player because this is two weeks in a row now. He's ran for 100 yards with 13 carries for 104 and 16 for 103. So the volume, he's not getting the 20-some carries, but he gets the opportunities and does pretty well with them. But hey, Kamara caught that 37-yard touchdown, so he's still great. Yeah, it's just I don't. I don't quite trust Mark Ingram though. I don't know. I don't know how you. What do you think about him? <laughs> what do you? How do you feel about that? Because I don't trust it. Despite the two yeah. straight hundred yards. 
Yeah, I have a, I have a harder time. I, I mean, obviously, I like Mark Ingram. I think he is a, you know, he's a very valuable player to have on your team. But we are seeing a very, like, you know, definite line of exactly how they're going to use him. It's going to be pretty much straight split when it comes to carries. I mean, you saw it was 16 today for Ingram, 13 for Kamara. Um, you know, since he came back, he's had anywhere from 9 to 16 that hasn't changed one bit. Really, the big difference is whether or not he gets in the end zone. And there are so many people on that that New Orleans offense that can get in the end zone that you don't know if it's going to be his day. But the way they're playing right now, there's plenty to go around. So, I mean, two straight, you know, 20-plus performances for him. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be up and down. But right now, I, I like it, especially looking at who he's playing, which is Atlanta uh, you know, I mean, Dallas, Tampa Bay, you know, two out of the three should be really prime um, games for him. Some other guys had some good games. Uh, Adrian Peterson got two touchdowns, so he had a pretty solid game despite only 51 yards. And there's Peyton Barber with his random good game that he puts together every once in a while. I have zero faith in this guy. There's absolutely none. I honestly, I, I released him on one of my teams because I just don't even want to think about putting him in the, in the lineup because I know it'll be that. 30 yard game just this <laughs> i have zero 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 faith in this yeah one. yeah I, I don't either I mean, he has he has had more he's had better games than i, I thought he was going to but yeah and there's no there's no rhyme or reason to when he does well i mean that yeah that whole offense is just a headache and then players that end up they feel like they're further down the list but they're really just they had fine games melvin gordon 156 total yards he just didn't get touchdown so the arch was there like he normally is. Usually he turns it into one one or two touchdowns. You know, it would have been a monster game. Kind of the same thing with David Johnson right below him, 154 total yards, no touchdowns. But Johnson, it's it's nice to see that two weeks in a row that they're really getting him the ball. And, you know, look, yeah, he looked pretty good, 137 yards rushing. So if they continue to do this with him, he's going to be pretty solid the rest of the year. I think the people that drafted him, if you're still in the running – you know, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how he's going to be because a lot of people, if you draft him first round, it's going to be kind of uh, uh, a little rough. It was rough early going, but he's he's yeah, doing pretty solid now. Then, I don't know, any other guys stand out to you? Joe Mixon didn't really do much, only 14 yards on the ground, but got a touchdown to kind of make it worthwhile. No, no, I mean, no one else necessarily. Uh, the only other individual that I, well, there's two actually. I, I like to see that even though there were monster games, I really like to see Carrion Johnson and Marlon Mack do well. Um, those are two guys everyone had their eyes on, obviously. So, um, you know, it, it's good to see that they're continuing or they don't need it, especially Carrion Johnson, who is not on a, a Lions offense that is doing particularly well at the moment. Um, Marlon Mack. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, the Colts offense is just really, really good right now. Uh, so I, I expect him to kind of ride that wave at least. Um, and definitely to come back after that bye and then the Jacksonville game. Uh, Tennessee is a pretty decent defense and he did it against them. So it makes me feel good moving forward, even though he does have Jacksonville and Houston back to back. But, um, those are two kind of, uh, you know, second tier type of running backs that you need to play well if you're trying to make this a uh, playoff. Well, and now carry on though. The knee, hopefully the knee's okay. Going to have an MRI Monday. It's not Yeah, holding out. It's hope. not anything major. It doesn't look like, but you just 
don't know because we've seen that. We didn't think Darius Geis had anything, you know. Remember, remember that the preseason? Yeah, that's it's, true. It's just it's still after that when everyone's like, "Oh no, he's fine," and you find out later, no, it's ACL. I just I always hold. I just wait, just wait until I actually hear what what the injury actually is because I just hopefully he's fine, you know, because he was looking pretty good out there. And then yeah, well, okay, the, yeah, the one guy I say who really had his first game there, you're just like, wow, what happened was uh, James Conner. Like well, his second one, he did this. Week four against Baltimore, where we only went nine for nineteen, and then today nine for twenty-five. But I guess the that's two good defenses is where he really struggled. This Jacksonville is just—they're still good. They're still really good defenses. Poor as their season's been, it's still a tough team to run the ball against, for the most part. So, yeah, very true. And I mean, what a heart <laughs> what a heartbreaker uh, to lose that game as well because Jacksonville just outplayed them, and then. Uh, just the magic at the end in order to get that win. Oh my gosh, how heartbreaking this! And that is actually another good point: is Jacksonville when they're playing their type of football, which was shut them down defensively and just pounded down their throat. Any one of their running backs that they put in there, whether it be Fournette, Hyde, or even Yeldon, all three of them looked really yep. good. Um, I don't know if this is going to change because obviously to play that type of ball, you definitely can't let up, which they did the uh, last, I don't even know, like five minutes of the game, and it cost them. Um, but that was interesting to see as well. And it, it not that I really think Yeldon or Hyde will have much value, but, um, you know, if, if Fournette does come up hobbled or anything like that, those two will be uh, back to being very, very decent plays. Then I guess we move over to the wide receiver side of things. T.Y. Hilton's a top receiver for the week with nine for 155 and two touchdowns. Like you said just a minute ago, that Colts offense is, you know, they're playing well. And this is, they're getting, I think Hilton's getting healthy. And when you get a healthy T.Y. Hilton, I think he could really be a good player down the stretch here. He hasn't really done much. I mean, he said, what, four touchdowns on the season? At, you know, before today, so adds two more to that. If you get a healthy T.Y. Hilton, this could be... A little scary, except for maybe the Jacksonville game week 13 is a little risky. But, yeah, this is good to see the the, the good T.Y. Hilton come back. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, really, even even the game before that, too, even against Jacksonville, three for 77, you're kind of like, okay, you know, he's kind of making his way back. Um, but I, I really do. I think by the end, he'll be just full go. And I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Indianapolis and Luck and, and all of the weapons they're putting into place. T.Y. was my comeback player of the year for for this year, and I'm really thinking that it actually might come to fruition if if he keeps playing the way he does. Then I guess another guy who bounced back here, Mike Evans, second on the list, six for 120 and a touchdown. You just know he couldn't go too much longer. He had two terrible games in a row. He, he always puts together one after that. And he gets his typical – it's always six catches, I swear. It's like six catches, maybe sometimes seven. And he gets the big touchdown. <laughs> Usually one of them is a, a deep bomb. The interesting thing with this game – is it was time for Ryan Fitzpatrick to decide to be terrible again. And so he gets benched and Jameis Winston decides he's great again. It's <laughs> just, you I mean, and you know what's going to happen again in probably three, four weeks where Jameis, he's going to be terrible and he'll get benched and Fitzpatrick will come back in and lead him to a victory or just close to it. <laughs> I don't get those quarterbacks, man. They're just, they're interesting. No, nope. no idea. That's for sure. But hey, it's good to see Evans do well. Then the third player on the list, DJ Moore with his biggest game, of his rookie season, seven for 157 and a touchdown. I mean, by far his best game. And 
maybe is it I don't know what this is. It's maybe a rookie coming on. We thought maybe a couple weeks ago he was, and he then he came around and did nothing after that. It's hard to trust. It's hard to it's hard to put him in your lineup at all. Um yeah, what do you what do you what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the truth, I don't think this actually means a whole lot. I, I think that it means, yeah, he was a first round draft pick. Um, but, you know, I, I think this is one of those deals where, hey, he is a talented individual and he's going to come out and play like this every once in a while. But right now in that offense, it, it's not really geared towards that. So I think it will be a yo-yo situation once again. I, I think that it's much more likely, um, you know, almost every game down the stretch is going to be more of the four catches for like 50 yards or something like that. I don't, the 157 for a touchdown is just amazing. It's only a second touchdown of the year receiving and it's his most reset. I mean, the whole thing is just across the board was amazing. And we've seen other players kind of blow up against Detroit. Yeah. So I'm not ready to get too excited. Well, yet. The next guy on the list, another rookie, Traquan Smith, 10 for 157 in a touchdown. That's impressive. What, right. I mean, especially the 10 yep. part, because back in week five, he had three for 111 and two, and people lost their minds thinking he was yep. the next, you know, next greatest thing. They signed Dez. Obviously, he blew out his Achilles. So, people, uh, you know, you wonder, are people going to think because of that injury, he's going to get more playing time? The 10 receptions definitely does not hurt that yeah, theory. 13 targets. But what do you take from that? Because they, they really did blow him out, though. Yeah, but they, they really – he's been getting more involved as time's gone on. I mean, then last week, nothing happened. But, I mean, I've, I've liked him since the beginning of the year. So, I watched him a little bit in preseason. That's why I brought – he was my super deep sleeper of the year. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, don't see, I don't think this is going to be what you see every week, obviously. 10 for 157. But he's going to be involved. I just don't know what that means. But I guess before this, he only had three catches was his maximum. So you can't you can't expect this to continue. Except, you know, kind of like some of the games he has coming up, especially in the playoffs, that's going to be interesting. Week 14, he plays Tampa. So if he plays decently well these next two weeks, that's when I would, I would actually consider playing him in week 14 against that good matchup. But it would take a bit. It's going to take quite a bit. I need... I need to actually see something, but this is going to be. Yeah, there's just so many miles ahead of it. Oh, yeah. Right. And I I do, I mean, to, you know, to actually give him a little more credit as well, what he did before that, where he was catching about three balls per game, he was going against relatively good defenses. I mean, Minnesota is kind of up and down, but it was Baltimore, Minnesota, and then the Rams, which all three of those can definitely, you know, uh, you know, do well for themselves on the defensive side of the ball. So, Maybe maybe this is just an offense or a defense that allowed him to kind of you know finally have his coming out party, um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not. I just with that offense, they they score a ton, so there should be opportunity. But with Michael Thomas, Elvin Kamara, Ingram, uh, it, it's very difficult to see him um, kind of stay here. I, once again, I think him and DJ Moore are more like wide receiver threes. Um, in that kind of vein where, yeah, every, you know, they're not the worst play you can make, but uh, you shouldn't bank on that big game. Well, now the fifth place player on the list is a guy who just scored a touchdown just a second ago. Stephon Diggs now jumps up here with 13 catches, 126 yards and a touchdown now, 18 targets. That's <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, they were down big and they just started peppering him with the ball, like and short little routes. I was just watching, actually, you know, I was watching it. 
Uh, I mean, he is tremendous when he has the ball, but that is what they were doing here. That's not going to work. That's not going <laughs> to continue it. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, 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 they did nothing all game until here at the end. So, hey, it's still Diggs is great. And then the next guy, oh, he Julio, is. six for 118 in a touchdown. This guy just, all he does is catch touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's making me look real bad right now. But yeah, three in a row. I mean, uh, first seven weeks, can't catch a touchdown to save his life. And now three in a row. And that makes five games in a row and six out of the last seven where he has over 100 yards. I mean, the the guy really is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, see if it can <laughs> continue. Uh, that Atlanta needs it. I mean, they are, for as well as he's doing in their offense, uh, they are not winning ball games. Oh, so. And then he's point one ahead of Antonio Brown, who five for one seventeen in touchdown. Say Brown's getting these touchdowns. He keeps getting touchdowns all but one game. That's it. That That's is, it. I know. It's it crazy. is crazy. One game, but it, it's he's not getting. It's it's five or six catches, except for the first two. He went nine catches both of the first two games. Then he went six five six five six five six five. It's, it's every other game, six or five. He's not getting the big reception number, so he's not getting you the absolute monster games you might be used to from Antonio Brown. But, you know, hey, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad at all, I'll say. Yeah, I mean, just, just catch touchdowns. It, it, it's crazy to think, yeah, he is so bulletproof. I mean, he really is between touchdowns and yardage. Yep. I don't, he doesn't have a bad game. I mean, he does, I was going to say, like Saquon, he, he has only been under. Saquon has never dipped under 10 points, but he has one game. That was against KC when he didn't get it, but he's still on nine catches for 67 yards. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, the guy's magic. It's crazy how well he does, game in and game out. Then, I mean, the rest of the, the, the other guys are all names that you expect to see up there. I mean, even Kenny Galladay. I, I expect to see Kenny Galladay here. I mean, I really yeah, do. two games in a row finally. I mean, it, it does feel good, and that's Chicago and Carolina. About to get Chicago Rams. It doesn't get any easier for the Lions defensively, yeah. so – um, I, I expect Galladay to continue to do pretty well, but I do temper my expectations because of that. I mean, I mean, really, honestly, three out of the three out of the next four games are Chicago Rams, then Arizona, yep. then Buffalo. I mean, that is that's pretty brutal. And then Michael Thomas catches a touchdown, ninety-two yards. Keenan Allen, eighty-nine for eighty-nine and a touchdown. And we've kind of been expecting this, telling people to get Keenan Allen. I think, I think this is going to continue. I do too. I mean, hit and yeah, I do too. I, his schedule is primed. He is looking great, and uh, <laughs> I, I think there's there's more possibility moving forward as well because we <laughs> saw how uh, the ageless wonder made reappeared today with Antonio Gates. So I mean, if that guy is catching the ball, I think there's a few more that can always be going towards uh, Allen. Oh yeah, yeah Gates. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. The guy. He was one of the top scoring tight ends. Well, I mean, it doesn't take much to do that. But. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't. We'll get to that in a moment. Larry Fitzgerald had two touchdowns on two catches. <laughs> so, hey, not, there we go. And Adam Humphreys makes his way up here again. He's kind of becoming, you know, involved a little bit, at least getting touchdowns. He's an interesting player. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. The Juju, eight for 104, so had a solid game just to get any touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins, five for 56, but got the touchdown to make it. Decent, but he did he did fumble it, so he only ended up with nine point six. Adam Thielen only seven for sixty six. It was the Diggs game, which yeah, that's which I was gonna say, which two in a row now where he's sub, you know, double digits. Um, you know, very interesting. I don't know if that is people figuring him out or keying on him 
or I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, maybe maybe that's kind of the reason why it's opening the door for digs as well. Is that yeah, something that you're actually that looking at? That might actually be a little bit what it is. Maybe they're just they're actually paying attention to him more. Maybe early on they were paying more attention to digs. I mean, I haven't looked at it close enough to really know, but just kind of could be the situation. They're looking at they were looking at digs, so went to Thielen. Now they're looking at Thielen, goes to digs. You know, in reality, those two are pretty close. So, you know, Cousins isn't going to care who he throws it to. They're both good. Maybe that could change. Diggs gets 18 targets. <laughs> he won't even get that again. Then, let's say, do you have any other guys, like maybe guys who have just had some, some bad games here? Corey Davis, my God. Just, <laughs> can't trust it. You're, he's gonna. He's not there yet. Obviously, those big games show the signs of the player we think he can be, but he's not trustable. And that's the problem. We get excited after a big game again and think, oh, wait, here it is. And he goes two for 30. So I can't recommend, I, I feel bad for even recommending playing him anymore. I don't, I don't know how I can do that. And. Yeah, that, I mean, that offense is not built to throw the ball. I, I mean, I feel bad saying this about Mariota because I, I, I like him, but, you know, they're not a fantasy, you know, friendly team by any stretch of the imagination. Then Alshon, 4 for 33, follows up a 4 for 48, which followed up a 4 for 35. Hmm, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it, well, that's just kind of like what Alshon is going to do. I was really not expecting the whole offense of the Eagles to struggle as mightily as they did. I mean, Wentz, we could have easily talked about him uh, underperforming because what did he have, like, less than a point in fantasy? I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it, it's hard to really come down on him too much when it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was more of the offense. He can't do much if no one's, you know, if you can't even throw the ball. So, tight ends. It is Antonio Gates is the top of the this top of the list is kind of interesting, huh? Antonio Gates, Jared, Jordan Reed, feels like we went back a few years. Well, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, this is my favorite. So if you had a list and you're saying, all right, how many players will be above, you know, in the double digits, and you're like three, I'd be like, that is crazy. But that's what yeah. happened today. And one, the number three. Is Robert Tanya one catch? Green Bay one catch for fifty four yards and a yeah. touchdown, and that gets you in the top three. Yeah, then, it's mind blowing how bad tight end is yeah, this year. Gates, I mean, he was healthy. He was, they were using him, and it wasn't just like in the red zone. So it was interesting. And this, this is funny because it follows up where last week he only he only had nine routes. He only played nine routes. He only ran nine routes the entire day. And he, yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, I mean, that's why I found it so funny that there was no. Real reason for this. No, I mean, none. <laughs> no, I mean, the biggest game he had before that was 45 yards, three catches. Uh, you know, you thought maybe around the red zone, you know, use him, that's fine. But he came out and he played well. It was His grabs were actually really nice looking. I don't know how he turned back the clock today, but uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going to read into this at all. But, I mean, who knows? Tight end's so bad that if, if they even throw it to him three times a game, he's probably worthwhile. Then the second guy, Jordan Reed, you know, nice to see this from Jordan Reed. This is that's a good stat. It's it definitely his best game of the year. But I mean, it also follow up Houston last week to Denver's tight end. Denver's tight ends. This was where, or two weeks ago, last game Houston played is when they gave up that to what's his name, Hewerman from uh, Denver at his big game. 
but it was against Houston. So maybe that's maybe Houston's just not <laughs> defending the tight end very well right now. That could be part of it. But either way, it's still Jordan Reed, and maybe we're seeing a guy's he's played all year. He hasn't been out, which is the crazy thing. But he just hasn't done anything. Maybe we're seeing him start to turn around a little bit. And I don't know what the Alex Smith injury means to him, if it really affects him at all. Really, I mean, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy's fine, I think. At least for Jordan Reed. But I kind of like I actually played Jordan Reed today, so I feel good about this. <laughs> Locked into that one. You know, so not too bad. And after that, I don't really care to talk about tight end. <laughs> Jared Cook, Jared no, Cook I, caught a touchdown, so he's up there. Vance McDonald caught a touchdown, so he's up there. But there's no, like, yardage here. There's no targets. There's no yardage. There's just not anything here. Okay, the one guy, no, I, I think, think Joe that... Smith, is actually kind of interesting, only because tight end's terrible. And before this week, he had caught touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. And he had six for 44, which is nothing. But he had eight targets. So... Which is like if you need a guy who's getting some targets, he got some targets. Austin Hooper had eight targets, only turned it into twenty-seven yards, but it's just not not much here. It really isn't. No, and Ertz, the, Ertz even was the, terrible. I was gonna say, I was, I thought that Ertz was bulletproof. I really did, but um, uh, but obviously not. So only two catches for fifteen yards, no touchdown. There's really, I mean, there's nothing redeemable about how Philadelphia played this week. So once again, I'm not blaming him. But uh, that is, you know, that is unusual to see. I mean, mark that down because Ertz always has a good game. And the other guy that didn't do anything today, he almost threw a touchdown. But Eric yeah. Ebron, he has been the third best tight end. I still don't understand <laughs> that. But third best. And he gets, he gets and a zero. He, a zero. Finally laid the egg. Um, but he did. Did you? I don't know if you saw I that play. But that he play, did yeah. almost. He almost threw a touchdown to Luck. Obviously, <laughs> they probably aren't replaying it a ton because he didn't get it. But Luck, he almost made an unbelievable diving play uh, in the end zone. But that that offense, they're just trying everything. And the fact that uh, – but anyway, I, I think he'll probably bounce back. But once again, he's very uh, touchdown dependent anyway. Yep. Well, I say that, but, I mean, you look at his games, and he has had games where hey, two games ago against Jacksonville, he had 69 yards. He had two touchdowns, but – Yardage wise, 71, 105. So he is touchdown dependent, but at the same time, he is starting to kind of raise his stock overall. But since Doyle came back, I'm, I have a harder and harder time, um, kind of relying on either one of them, even though I'd probably play both in the tight end world that's going on right now. And over, I'd say quarterbacks quick. Drew Brees led the way, 38.5. Good game for him again. Cam Newton, good game. Andrew Luck was solid. Roethlisberger turned an absolutely terrible game into actually something at the end, and ends up with twenty four point seven. He was he was negative <laughs> he, like three at one point. I was freaking <laughs> out. Yeah, he uh, he really did pull it out. I, I could not believe that. Really wasn't in the last five minutes. He threw yeah. two touchdowns and saved the whole game. Yeah, and then Rivers solid game. Andy Dalton actually bounced back with a decent game. Yeah, good for you, right. Dalton. <laughs> Finally, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of every other at the moment. <laughs> But I mean, as against Baltimore as well, which is you know no small feat. That is very very How good. How about to this see. stat line? Eli Manning seventeen for eighteen for two thirty one and two touchdowns. Wow, seventeen <laughs> for eighteen. What the heck happened there? I don't know. I actually laugh. He actually does better when he doesn't have to right? throw the ball. They just run the ball twenty seven yeah. times with Saquon. It'd be fine. And then also, yeah. It, I, I mean, look at that. I, I was looking at Eli. Yeah. I had to be as I was thinking the same thing. But if you look at his yardage, yeah. last two games are two of his best all year, yeah. pretty much. And 
against San Francisco, he only threw for 188, but had the three touchdowns. Only 231 today with two. Um, I mean, he was the two games prior to that. He was throwing for 315 with uh, one touchdown for 14 points. And then Atlanta, he got almost 400 yards throwing, and he still only managed 22 <laughs> points. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's so bonkers. He he is. I would. Ne- I'm never going to play Eli. But um, the the better Saquon does, and the less he has to throw, uh, the better he will do. <laughs> then Kirk Cousins actually made his way on. Here's another guy who was doing. He had like .8 at halftime. Did nothing, and really just because they had to throw around, throw the ball around at the end, he gets up here a little bit. But Ooh, look at it. it was a Jameis ended up with nineteen point six coming in for Fitzpatrick. I was, this is so reminiscent. I mean, didn't Fitz just do this like yeah, two weeks ago, thing. where he yeah. came in and he actually had a relatively yeah, the ba- good the game? It's always the better guy. And Fitz, I mean, Fitzpatrick, yeah. three picks. You know that game's always coming. But the next time you see Fitzpatrick, whenever that is, you know he's going to come in and throw for like three touchdowns in relief and do great. He just—it's the weirdest. He's, he's like the—he's right. one of the strange. Both these guys—they're so odd. They can throw. I mean, Fitzpatrick's thrown a lot of picks this year. Actually, if you really look at his numbers here, I mean, the last three games he's thrown seven picks. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's like what he likes to do. And then I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't do much passing, but 117 rushing yards, 27 carries for Lamar Jackson. So that's what I wanted to see, though. I was hoping he was going to throw a touchdown, um, but he he showed me enough where if you're in a tight spot next week against Oakland, I like him again because that running will kind of save the day, which he did. I yeah. mean, not throwing one touchdown and you got 15 points out of it. I mean, can you imagine if he actually does have a few passes that go his way? Right. He'll be in the 20s, yeah. no problem. Then Deshaun Watson had a relatively poor game, but the team gets the win. Blake Bortles was really bad. Jeez. <laughs> I, again, he came. He showed his true he colors. Did. And then Carson Wentz was really bad. Really, Car- really who, bad. Who would have thought <laughs> Point in, that, in that game, if you would have said Carson Wentz, he's going to play the entire game. And Drew Brees is going to play the entire game. But yet Carson Wentz will still have the same amount of points as Drew Brees' backup quarterback. That would not be something you would expect no. to have happen. This is, I mean, this is beyond a bad game, but this is really his, you take out the very first game that he, they kind of put him back in it where he only scored 13 points. They really like kid handcuffs. After that, 22 was the, like the least amount of points he would put up. He was usually dancing, you know, mid twenties. And then you hit this. I mean, it, there really was no, it didn't make sense to me whatsoever. Point eight, And it hurts me even more because I played him in like a league of mine. It cost me the week for sure. Um, but uh, I don't even know what to think well, about you, that. I mean, that has to be just random, right? And you wouldn't expect right? it against the Saints. Saints were 30th against quarterbacks. No. So. Yeah, no, they haven't been good. Really random. <laughs> but, all right. I think that'll do it for our review. We'll have waiver wire show tomorrow night. And I think we actually have some interesting ones for once. Actually, you know, I was looking through the list of potential players, and it seems like there's a couple more than usual. There's some guys that maybe could do something, but we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. We'll talk to you guys then. 